Welcome to the School of Travels podcast. I'm your host, Becky Gillespie, and each week I bring you stories of how travel can truly change your life if you take the chance to get out on the road and step out of your comfort zone. My guests also share travel tips and lessons they've learned along the way, which I hope inspires you to let travel be your teacher. Welcome to episode 34 of the School of Travels podcast. Today, listeners, it is a very unusual but very important episode because I'm coming to you with no guest at all, just myself. I want to cover three very important topics with you today in the wake of the coronavirus, something we are all being affected by around the world and something very much not to do with travel. I really didn't feel it was quite right to just put out the episode that I recorded back in December. It just didn't feel right to carry on with business as usual, so I'm going to be publishing that later. I don't exactly know when. I may come back to you with another solo episode next time, or I may go ahead and publish that episode. We're really going to see where things go. But with this episode today, I actually thought it would be great to talk to you about something I've been doing since November 2017, which is working from home. I've been sitting here in Kyoto. I got here in Japan, actually, on January 18th this year, and I'd come back because I had a week's worth of work at my former company where I worked in an office in Tokyo from 2013 to 2017. And I decided, you know, wouldn't it be great if I could finally spend a month living in Kyoto after that? And I had booked an Airbnb back in December and all of this happened before I'd ever heard the phrase coronavirus. And it just happened to be that I have been, <laughs> I've been hanging out in one of the world's most touristed cities, Kyoto, at a time that is quieter here than anything they've probably seen, to be honest, especially now. This is the time when cherry blossom season is starting and it would be packed here. You would be hard pressed to find accommodation. I have been fortunate my Airbnb here in Kyoto has actually been my favorite Airbnb um, I've ever stayed in for a number of reasons, but one reason is because it turns out there are two supermarkets within a three minute walk and there's just a lot of things very close by and I very much appreciated being able to walk to many places. I've decided to stay in Japan longer. I was going to leave at the end of March but one event I was really excited about going to at the end of April has now been canceled. So I feel that it's best for me to stay in Japan. I am a permanent resident of Japan for those listeners who don't know that, which means I can stay in Japan as long as I want. There's no limitation on the days I can stay here. Also, it means that if I would like, I can get into the healthcare system here. So for me, I think it's best to stay in Japan until we see what's gonna happen next. I'm sad to not be able to go and visit some friends I was going to meet up with, but I also think it's most responsible for me to stay here. So this brings me to what I'd like to talk about with you in this podcast. I wanna break this down into three sections. First off, I wanna give you some practical tips for working remotely from your home, especially in a situation where you can't go outside or feel you can't go too far and encounter other people. And then I'm going to talk about my podcast recommendations for you, things to listen to to entertain yourself while you're working from home. And then finally, I want to talk about the Corona Challenge. 
something I've just come up with myself in the last few hours, which I decided, okay, if I'm going to be here in Japan at least another month, I'm going to try this Corona challenge and see what I can do. So first of all, let's talk about working remotely from home. So I've been working remotely since November 2017. My job is an interesting case because I don't actually have to have meetings with people online. I don't have to email anyone. I don't have team meetings. There's no need for me to have a call with anyone related to my job, which I think is pretty unusual for most people that are being asked to work from home, especially suddenly in these last few weeks. So I'm going to give a few tips about what you can do to have video conferencing and phone calls while you're working remotely from home. The first thing to do is to figure out your best working style, especially now that you're at home and you can do whatever you like to an extent with your work. So are you a morning person? Are you an evening person? Do you like to exercise? Do you not exercise? How sensitive are you to ambient noise or do you need absolute quiet? Do you need a comfortable chair? Can you work in your bed? These are all really important things to think about when you're wanting to create your best working environment at home. So some people live in a studio apartment. I did for years in Tokyo. My desk was quite small and I started actually working from my bed. I started to prefer working from my bed and this actually worked well for me if I had at least two pillows. So if you're like, oh, I need, it's too uncomfortable in my bed, I can't do it, try moving those pillows around, try using throw pillows, like make it a mound where you can sit quite straight up and down, and you might find that that is actually doable for people who don't have a lot of space, because I'm hoping most people have beds at home, and so if you can make your bed your workspace, yes, more power to you, but I also know a lot of people need very comfortable chairs. So it might be worth seeing if you can find, like go to going to Costco, getting a cushion or some extra padding for your chair. You might be able to get a better chair if that's possible during this time when we can't go out and, and work in an office. So those are some things to think about. If you are a morning person, try your best to start getting up you know, as early as you want. If you want to get up at 5 a.m., do exercise for half an hour and then start work at 5.30. That's great if you're a morning person, right? Because normally your office would require you to start at a certain time. Maybe they wouldn't let you come in early. So this could be a really good thing. The same if you're an evening person. Maybe you work best in, at 5 p.m. and it's now okay to start that late. You know, do the other things you need to do and then get ready, get your coffee, get whatever you need, and start your evening work. Get your Mountain Dew. I don't know. So figure that all out and I'd say then make a list of things to do. I always do better when I make a list of things to do and I give myself a time limit for those things if I can. Now these time limits can be updated after you start to figure out how long certain tasks actually take you, but writing down that task and giving the time limit is I think really good for not getting too distracted, staying on task, being productive at home. If you're needing to have conversations with people, I sometimes put my WhatsApp on my laptop, and I don't know if everyone knows you can do this, you go to web.whatsapp.com and you have to go into the settings of your WhatsApp on your phone and do, the first time you do it, you have to do a connection um, where your phone connects with your laptop for the first time. But I kind of find this useful if I don't want my phone near me and I can just listen to somebody pinging me 
and then like check later or type it in rather than typing on my phone. If you're working, if you're using WhatsApp to communicate with colleagues or something for the lack of an internal chat program, or maybe your office has never had one, this is one thing you could do that might help out in addition to Facebook Messenger on your laptop, things like that. You might also want to search for some programs that actually stop all of these notifications and stop your access to Facebook and YouTube and things like that while you're working at home. It can be very distracting. I would say it's one of the biggest challenges working from home is not being distracted by YouTube, I would say number one, and chatting to other people, number two. Sometimes you just get bored of what you're working on. There's no social pressure around you to make sure you stay in your seat and work. It can You can lose a lot of time, but hopefully if you get those things in place, the to-do list, the programs that will keep you away from like being non-productive, this will help you. Also, turn off all your notifications on your phone when you're working. Uh, when you need to reach out and connect with people and you're taking a break, then turn them back on or go and check all your messages and then come back to your workspace and get back to work. Like Those notifications are going to make you lose so much time if they're turned on. So that's another tip I have. I mentioned these video conferencing apps or things you can use uh, when you're at home to have meetings. I think Zoom is probably the best. I've had group calls and it, it's quite fun to see like the person speaking their face just pop up at the bottom of the screen and then the next person who talks their face pops up. Uh, the only thing of course is I hate video calls because I hate having to look good especially if like my time zone which in Tokyo and Japan is usually the latest time zone on the call. Like I look like I have dark circles under my eyes and I'm about to fall asleep and like somebody in America just woke up and looks great, you know, but it is Zoom is one of the best video conferencing systems I would say that's out there. Also, if you've never used Slack, Slack is a very good tool for talking with people and uh, getting little discussion threads going related to different tasks you're doing at work. Also, everything's recorded and like documented in Slack, so you can always go back through threads and see what exactly what someone said. There's also something called Trello, which I've just joined. I'm working on some projects with people. T-R-E-L-L-O. Um, you can make different to-do lists within your projects, and it's shared so people working on teams can work on projects together quite well and quite easily with Trello. Skype, I think a lot of people know Skype. Skype is still great for calling people, doing video calls, and if you're both on Skype, it's free. And also Google Hangouts is another option for group calls of more than two people, so check out Google Hangouts also as another option. Another thing I mentioned here for practical tips for working remotely is get a great coffee maker for your house if you don't already have one. It's definitely going to save you a lot of money if now you're forced to work at home and you don't even want to risk going out to Starbucks or a public place. Some people absolutely need coffee every day to function and those costs really add up. So I'm pretty much right now saying that you should stay home and not go out to a public place and risk spreading the virus that you may have. But you know, if, if you know of a really quiet cafe and they're open and they're needing your business and you feel all right and you can wear a mask, whatever you want to do and you want to go outside, you can go to a cafe to work. Try to keep your distance from people. Um, also the library. Now, it depends how busy that library is, but if you are, and this is a tip for people when they don't have to only stay at home and work, but library is a great option 
to work for free if you don't have your own office. And in, in a normal situation, co-working spaces are also great for getting your work done if you don't have your own office or getting away maybe from a lot of noise at home and you've got to focus on work. A lot of co-working spaces do tend to be small offices, so you might need to avoid them for the moment, but coworker.com is a great website to check out for the co-working space in your area and also check if they're open at the moment because I know a lot of them are closed right now but in a normal situation when I'm working on my own remotely I will try to check out a local co-working space there's usually different prices for daily rates there or a monthly rate is a lot cheaper so it just depends like how long you're going to be working from home but I love the interaction in co-working spaces. Another very important thing when you're working from home is to take a walk. So when you are done with a certain project and you're just starting to feel really antsy and restless, go outside, get some fresh air, even in the rain, get your umbrella, go walk around. We all need to do this, especially in these last few weeks. Like it's important to still go outside. Um, you know, try don't get too close to anybody out there if you're really being vigilant about, you know, self-quarantining, but you do need to go outside. You need to have fresh air and you need to take a break from the heavy tasks at work or just the situation and mentally as well. We need to stay mentally fit in these times to help ourselves and help others. So please go for a walk when you need to, whether it's when you first wake up in the morning, whether it's the middle of the day or at night, anytime take a walk. Another thing I would say, and I have not been doing well at this, but meal prep could be really good. I, I find when I'm working during the day that I'll tend to have like, you know, a bowl of cereal, a leisurely breakfast, but then for lunch, I don't, if I'm really working hard, I don't like to go out and break up my day with like some long lunch somewhere far away from my house and then it took me like if it's an hour lunch it could end up taking two to three hours depending on how far away I went for lunch so I actually like to make sandwiches I like to make simple things for lunch that I can meal prep so if you can meal prep on a Sunday get a bunch of like easy meals made in your Tupperware containers or something so that during the week when you're stuck at home it's just lunch is simple you can just pop something in you know heat it up just do what you need to and you can have that meal. You don't have to work while you're eating, but you can just eat, enjoy it, and then go back to work. And, it, and you didn't lose a lot of time traveling somewhere. And also right now we shouldn't be traveling. So let's try to, like, I think it's great to have lunch at home and, and have it to be a really simple meal. Yeah. And I think dinner is a good time to connect with others because it is important for us to continue connecting with others. If you're home alone and you're, you really are, you're staying with nobody right now, Take some time around dinner to call a friend. I think actually calling is great right now. We've gotten away from calling, but being on the phone with people is still such an intimate way to connect, especially when you can't leave your house. It's much better than just sending these texts. So make some time for it. Another program that could be good for you is FreshBooks. FreshBooks, I've never actually used it, but I've heard <laughs> that it is good for tracking your time automatically when you're working. Some jobs require this, like I used to be an accountant who had to charge every six minutes to, to different clients, and it would be very nice if FreshBooks had been keeping track of everything I was doing and exact times that I needed to bill people for, 
So that's something you might want to look into, especially if you're going to be working more from home. And finally, uh, this is a little bit different from work itself, but I found it to be great. So I use an app with my family called Marco Polo. The icon for Marco Polo on the app store is like this little, looks like a beach ball. My mom had actually suggested that we start using it because it's asynchronous videos. So you're not sending a video live, you're not FaceTiming live with somebody, but you're recording yourself. You either send it out to your friends one-on-one, -on -one, or my family has an eight-person member group chat on, and it's kind of like watching a 30-minute YouTube video sometimes. If all of my family members have sent all these videos, I just press play, they all just play in, an, in order automatically and all these different family members are catching me up on their lives. You can upload a picture and talk and do a voiceover explaining what that picture is, and that becomes one of the videos sent. And that's really nice too. You can also send little pop-up, just text messages within the video chat. So it's really nice. It's a fun way to connect with my family. I feel a lot closer to them because we have that. I hope that this gives you some ideas about how to work better from home and that you can start putting some of these into action and just have a better, more balanced experience trying to get this whole working from home thing under control. Or for those of you who have started to become remote in general, I think that these kind of habits and these tips can really help you start to balance your life as a remote worker. The final tip I'd like to mention in this section is the website coffitivity.com. That's C-O-F-F-I-T-I-V-I-T-Y. It's just this fun website I heard about years ago and you can just go in and press play and you'll hear like the ambient sounds of a cafe in your headphones while you're working. It's just fun to have that sound of a cafe in the background and since we can't go to cafes in some places around the world right now, it would be nice to still have that feeling. So check out coffeetivity.com. All of these links, all these things I'm mentioning, I will put on the website, theschooloftravels.com. Also, YouTube is great for playing classical music or searching like really long classical music pieces or mixes and you can just really like zone out and start focusing on your work. I found classical music mixes to be really great. A few YouTube channels I would mention there are RMS Relaxing Music, there's a channel called Chilled Cal. Once you start searching in YouTube for these kind of things, many, many things will pop up, but it's just an idea. Okay, now I'd like to move on to part two, which I am super passionate about. And at first, this is all I wanted to talk about. This has been so helpful for me as someone working two plus years now remotely. And I'm a proofreader by trade. And I will tell you, some of the things I proofread, just not entertaining. Like it can be very dry stuff. I'm so grateful for the work, but it's not always easy to continue to proofread certain subject matter without a way for my brain to be entertained at the same time. Now my brain has adapted to this lifestyle and somehow, and people have told me I'm weird for this, but somehow I'm able to listen to podcasts while I proofread. And because of that, it gives me four to five hours a day of podcast time where I can listen and listen and listen and listen, entertain myself and entertain myself while I'm doing my work and I'm learning things. I'm enjoying myself. I'm hearing wonderful stories. And so what I'd like to do today is share with you some of my favorite podcasts over these two years. Um, and I hope that this will entertain you at home. And the difference here with podcasts is that these are some things we often can enjoy while we're working. 
I don't often say to people, oh, go watch Netflix while you're at work. Like, that just doesn't really work. It's very hard to watch something while you're working. So I'm just going to go down a list. Most of these will be mentioned on the website, so have a look. So I have to say, my favorite episode ever, and I, I don't exactly know why, but my favorite episode I've ever heard of a podcast was one, it was about an hour. It's on This American Life, and it's called The Feather Heist. And this episode is actually not available on iTunes. You're going to have to go to This American Life's website now to get it because it's a few years old. So um, I will give you the link in the website or you're going to have to Google This American Life, The Feather Heist to find it. And then it will be a streaming link. It won't be, like I said, on your podcast player. But The Feather Heist, I don't want to give too much away, but it's a it basically involves a heist. <laughs> and so... Um, the heist takes place at a museum, and I loved this episode so much that last summer I ended up, by chance, being in the same town as this museum in the UK, and I visited the museum just because of this podcast episode. I was that nerdy about this episode. This is the, the episode I've played for people on road trips, and all of them have an extreme reaction, and I think they really get into the story. Let's just say the title explains what it's about. But the story and the narrator, just where the story goes is, is incredible. So check that episode out of This American Life and check out the podcast, This American Life. It is fantastic. They put episodes out every Monday. They will sometimes repeat episodes because they've been going for so long. But the host, Ira Glass, just has such a team of creators that work with him to give you fascinating stories of a lot of American situations, but just all around the world. They go everywhere for stories, and they really curate those stories under a theme every week, and it's, an, it's so much fun, and you learn so much. And it's really one of the most famous podcasts out there. Now, speaking of the most famous podcasts, from This American Life came two podcasts that are some of the most well-known and successful in the podcast world. The number one being Serial. That's S-E-R-I-A-L. Serial's host Sarah Koenig works for This American Life and she was a story creator there and she started working on her separate podcast. The first one that became famous for every new episode was the continuation of the story. It's about the murder of a high school girl and her suspected killer and you hear Sarah Koenig interviewing and visiting this suspect many times during this season and there are now three seasons of Serial, but season one is far and away the most popular and is the most downloaded podcast of all time. So check this out if you're really new to podcasts. That's a very high recommendation for me. Another one is called S-Town, which also came out of This American Life, another presenter. S-Town is seven episodes, I believe, in total. That's it. And it centers around a guy named John B. McLemore. And... That's all I want to say. is a fantastic podcast. He is such a fascinating person, and you will fall in love with this podcast. It's not for everyone. It's, I think, less mainstream than Serial would be in terms of people who could get into podcasts. Serial is a lot like a, tr is, is a true crime podcast, by the way, and not everybody loves true crime. S-Town is not. I thought it was a true crime podcast, but I believe it's also a very in-depth look at a very interesting person. I really loved the world that is introduced to you in S-Town. So check that out. Another great podcast is Malcolm Gladwell's Revisionist History. 
which has had four seasons now. Different historical events are studied in great depth by Malcolm Gladwell, who's also a very popular and famous author. Another one is 99% Invisible, which looks at design and how design and the, the different ways things are designed affects our world, let's say. But this podcast goes to so many places. I would recommend that. Another interesting one, um, which is done by a comedian, although it's very often not funny, it's more an honest, in-depth look at a wide range of issues people are going through. It's called Beautiful Anonymous, and it's called Anonymous because the comedian who hosts it, he always calls people and they never say their name, they just tell you what they're going through in their life. I found it to be a really fascinating way for people to fully express themselves because they get to stay anonymous. So check that out. There's a lot of episodes available there and it's continuing. I've only listed two true crime podcasts. You could really go down a rabbit hole there. True crime podcasts are some of the most popular podcasts out there. I mean, Serial, for one, it was true crime. It still is the most popular podcast. But true crime, I would recommend Bear Brook, which is a short one. I think it's seven or eight episodes by now. Um, In-depth look at a very mysterious case and also goes a lot into DNA testing and its effect on criminal investigations. I really liked uh, another one called Cold, just C-O-L-D, It goes into so much detail about this one heartbreaking case. I really fell deep into that one, but it's it's a sad situation. But I liked how it was done. It's called Cold. Now, one of my favorite podcasts, oh my goodness, is called Reply All. There are several standout episodes from Reply All. One of them is called The Case of the Missing Hit. It's actually the newest one. They just did it a couple weeks ago. I don't want to give away anything that happens in these episodes. I just want you to check them out. Just where the stories go, how they report them, it's fantastic. Another classic is Long Distance, parts one and two from Reply All. Very interesting the way they investigate. All of their topics relate to the internet in some way. So there's one called The Snapchat Thief. I I also really enjoyed that. If you're looking for humor, um, there a lot of people, the first thing they'll mention to you is My Dad Wrote a Porno. It is by three British hosts, Jamie Morton, James Cooper, and Alice Levine. They are hilarious. They are reading this erotica that apparently Jamie Morton's dad wrote. Uh, his, his author name is Rocky Flintstone. And I think there's now like, I want to say four or five seasons And it's just, it's not for the children. Let's just put it that way. But it is so funny. Don't listen with your kids around, but it's so funny. If you're looking for a laugh, listen to my dad wrote a porno. It's hilarious. Also another funny one in a very different way is called Heavyweight. It's one of my favorites. It is very, very dry humor by Jonathan Goldstein. Every episode he tries to help people resolve a moment from their past that they wish they could change. But just he's such a he's such a dork. The way he uses words with humor is so funny to me. So Heavyweight, also by Gimlet Media, is a really good podcast. Um, Startup was the very first podcast from Gimlet, and that is about how you you get started in the podcast company world, setting up a podcast company. And so I really like that one as well. Uh, I really like Death, Sex, and Money, which is often a call-in show slash interviewing celebrities. Everything around it relates to death, sex, and or money. And the host, Anna Sale, she's got such a warm, caring personality, and her voice is very soothing. So I found myself going back to that one quite a lot. I really love Ear Hustle, 
which actually is recorded in San Quentin Prison in California. And it's now in its fourth or fifth season, and it is a really interesting look into what life in prison is like for prisoners. And it's a whole range of topics, I mean, including, like, what it's like for consensual visits from with, you know, spouses and, and things like that. And it talks about things I never would have thought of and a really, a truly forgotten and underrepresented part of our society in prison. Uh, I really also love, now this podcast just finished, but I adored it. It went so much deeper than I thought it was going to go. It's called Dying for Sex and it's only six episodes. So it's about six hours and it's about a woman who is dying of cancer who decides to leave her husband and start having a, as much sex as she can through various dating apps and connecting with people online. And when I say that, some people are going to just recoil and be like, oh, that, why? She should never have left her husband. I can't believe she did that. Oh. But I tell you, this is a meditation on life and this and what life really means. That is how deep this got. And I was, I, it's one of the few podcasts that made me just kind of break out into tears mid- episode. It's so good. And the friendship between the, the host and the woman, Molly, who's dying of cancer is just, they've been best friends for over 20 years. It's such a lovely friendship to listen to. And I would really recommend that one. Another one I called the Tough Girl Podcast. And <laughs> I hadn't looked up episodes recently, but it's been going for, I think, four to five years now. But the first thing I came, the first episode I came across when I looked is like, first woman to run the length of Scandinavia. And another episode was like, cycling the entire Namibian coastline while sand cycling. I mean, the people that the host Sarah Williams interviews are like ultra marathoners, mountaineers, like the things that they have done in their lives just are absolutely mind blowing. And I'm, it makes me Oh, it, it makes me feel like I don't do enough in my life, but it also is so inspiring. Please check it out. You will be so shocked and wish that these women got more press than they do for their athletic feats. It's amazing. Let's see. I think I've almost covered everything I wanted to mention. The other thing I, I want to remind people of are the three different podcasts I have promoted before in my podcast. So The World Wanderers, um, they have the World Wanderers podcast, and they have a few podcasts now under their umbrella um, of Wonder Barn. So check them out, the World Wanderers podcast, Ryan and Amanda. Also the Radio Vagabond with Palais Beau. I just interviewed him in episode 31, so check him out. And uh, also my most recent episode, episode 33, with Matt Bowles. He does a podcast called The Maverick Show with Matt Bowles, which is about business and travel entrepreneurship. So all those are also great. I've, I've listened to several of their episodes too. So I hope that that is more than enough to keep you entertained for the next few weeks. So for part three, as I mentioned, I would like to give you the Corona Challenge. And as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I just thought of this a few hours ago. I think we're all feeling frustrated, nervous, concerned about what's going to happen in the world. What is this world going to look like in the next few months? Am I going to keep making money? Where Am I going to be able to, you know, take care of my kids and find a place for them to go to school? Like, there's so many questions. There's so many questions right now, such uncertainty about everything. But I think what we can do if we're at home and we don't know 
we're, we're, we're feeling isolated. We're feeling a lot of my friends have actually been contacting me saying that they lack motivation and they're being so unproductive because they keep checking all the news about Corona updates and things like that. And so I think what we can do, what all of us should do, and what I challenge you to do, listeners, is take the Corona challenge. And that is take this next month, because I think we can safely say that the next month is going to be a very challenging time for trying to flatten the curve with this virus and get a handle on it wherever it is cropping up and, and progressing. We should take this time to try to accomplish something that we've always wanted to do or study something a little bit harder and in more detail than we have never had a chance to do before. So one thing you could do is try to learn a language a little bit better. Take 30 minutes every day and study that Spanish book that you've been putting aside for years. Get online. There's so much we can find online to help ourselves with our goal. So choose a goal and you can start small. Choose one goal and make it detailed. Give yourself very specific parameters about it. So I've been thinking about mine and I really want to, this is going to sound so simple, but I really want to exercise five times a week for the next month. And I want to exercise for a minimum of 20 minutes a day. I know I'm setting very (laughs) small parameters. I'm setting a very low bar for myself, but that has been hard to do. And I'm going to do it in my house with a combination of things that I find on YouTube to follow or But for me, this is about trying to finally get more consistent in my life because I really struggle with being consistent and persistent and, you know, continuing to stick to something. So I want to try five times a week, 20 minutes of exercise. That's where I'm going to start. I'm sure I'm also going to try to do some other things like maybe do 20 minutes of language. But this is the other thing. You got to be really passionate. Like, okay, I will do this. Not just like, oh, I might study some Spanish. Um, but yeah, there, there's also, you can go to Udemy, you can try to take a class on Udemy or Skillshare. There's a lot of free content on YouTube to, to get better at something, but let's take the Corona challenge for the next 30 days. What are we going to try to improve at? I also want to mention, I have a ukulele that I travel with that has been very calming and healing for me this month. And maybe you can get better at an instrument. That's another thing. Um, The ukulele I like because it's very light and easy to move around with. But hey, we're not going anywhere right now. So if you've got a guitar, if you've got a set of drums, if you've got anything that's been sitting at home with you, get on YouTube, start making a plan to study it every day and try your best. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear in the comments of my post about this online or on Instagram. I'd love to hear your comments about what you're going to do for the Corona challenge. Send me a Facebook comment, whatever you like. I'm going to start listeners from March 16th, and I'm so excited to hear what you guys do. Thank you so much for listening. Oh my God. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that wherever you are, you're staying calm, you're staying healthy, you're doing your best to stay connected with people and not too overwhelmed by everything going on. Let's take this one day at a time. Let's keep our news consumption to a minimum. And let's just hope that very soon we can all go back to our regularly scheduled programs in our lives. And we're going to, I think, all appreciate 
the fresh air and that next concert we go to finally when it's okay to do it again i think we're going to appreciate people more and and have more patience for others because i hope this is where this all goes that we're all kinder to each other at the end of it and respect what others have had to go through in this really challenging time so thank you listeners be well stay well entertain yourselves take the corona challenge and i will be back with you very soon from japan thanks for listening to the school of travels podcast if you enjoyed this episode we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a rating wherever you get your podcasts special thanks to the sam chase for allowing us to use their song in a perfect world don't forget to join us next week for another episode and remember to always let travel be your teacher if you keep your options open there are places you will go they will treat you like the kings and queens your parents thought you'd be when you were born you'd see it all with your head up standing tall and you'd look back and think it's funny how you spent your time and money